What's up, everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack, and we're doing this vlog slash podcast slash whatever, so if you're listening to this and you want to see the video, go check it out. It's going to come out after the podcast, but if you just like listening to it in your truck or your car or wherever the heck you are, then just stick around on the podcast. You can find us if you're watching the video and you're like, oh man, I'd love to listen to this again without having the video on so I can listen to it in my car or my truck or whatever, then go check us out. You can find us on any kind of podcast platform. But y'all already know that because you're listening to this. So anyways, today we're going to be talking all about like setting yourself up for success, number one, okay? And then number two, we're going to be talking about like realizing your full potential because I had this awesome conversation with somebody yesterday and I've got to share it with you. So cue up theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders like us who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty? who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad you guys are still here. I'm glad you're joining us. So yesterday I was actually up doing some training somewhere and it was absolutely awesome. I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want to like incriminate anybody in these stories, but I was up doing some training. It was absolutely awesome. I spent one day doing training and the next day doing training. And uh, I was there the next morning and like we were supposed to have a whole bunch of people coming in for this leadership training. We only had like four or five people trickle in. We had like a room set up for like 50 or 60 people, right? And like four or five people trickle in and a couple of people were online, but it, it was, it was like, it was great because it was intimate and small. I, I got to tell you, like, I was sitting there and I was like, man, you know, I'm not throwing my team under the bus, but I was like, we should have this room full. Like, we had a month and a half to plan this, and we had, like, five people there. Right? It, it was, it was like, crazy. Crazy is what it was. It was crazy how little people were there. And, and I felt like, like, the team kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Okay? And I felt like I dropped the ball. Like, I'm not blaming them. I'm saying that, like, I felt like I dropped it at times, too. And so... So it was like a combination of all of us like dropping the ball and not doing what we could have done or doing as much as we could have done to get the room full because here's the thing, like when we get that room full, that's potential. We don't just want to call our current customers and get them there. We want to call new customers and get them there. We want to get new people in the room because that's how we get new people in our tribe. That's how we build our community is through that. And so like 100% transparency, I was a little disappointed, right? But you know me, you know I carry a lot of energy, so these four people that were in this room, it was like, boom, man, it was like, they got all of Dan. Could you imagine being like four people in a room with Dan for a presentation, how much energy I have? You're like, gonna be bombarded. But they said they loved it. They were like, oh man, this is so cool, I love this, so glad we came, so glad it was, it worked out this way. And so it was, it was just like, awesome, right? All right, so, again, I just feel like we dropped the ball and we should have a room full of people, but I take responsibility for that. I should have done more reach out. I should have done more of this and that and that. I can't just like pin it on somebody else and say, hey, why did you do this? Hey, why did you do this? Right? That's what a lot of leaders do. And I'm not that way. I'm like, dude, I'm part of this. I'm part of the reason why this room wasn't full. I'm part of the reason why it didn't happen, why, why we were, you know, limited by what we had. But at the end, like, so I got done with this, this first piece training, then I, the first day, let me back up. So the first day I was up there, the room was full and it was awesome. And we had a bunch of good people there and it was all one company, right? And it was totally worth going just for that one company because like 
the next day, whenever I was there that morning, we only had like four or five people in the room. I got done early because I wasn't going to make them sit through like four hours of my level of energy. Um, <laughs> they would have got bombarded, right? And so I was, I was kind of sitting there chilling, getting ready for them to come in. And then after they got out of there, and I bet I had like five people come in from the day before training. And they're like, that is the boringest topic ever that you trained on. And you did such a great job there. They, like, I got compliments from everybody there. I'm so glad you're here. And they came in with questions like one-offs as to like what it is. And they thought about it overnight and like stuff we didn't talk about that they wanted to ask on and stuff like that. And it was so awesome, okay, to be able to sit there and do that, number one. And number two, it was just absolutely phenomenal to be able to like, speak to these people because they they had questions and I was able to answer them right because I was there and so you know it's the one thing I gotta say is like this is is if you're doing training don't disappear after it's over stick around I don't care how important you think you are I don't care how busy you think you are make yourself available for questions because that's like huge as a leader okay now then Fast forward to the day that I was talking about when we had like four people in the room, they got all my energy, right? And so they left for a couple hours, they did lunch, then they came back <laughs> and uh, the afternoon class was even smaller. And I was like, be full. And I, but anyways, it wasn't full. And I, again, I take responsibility for not being full. I could have done more, but my, <laughs> one of the, one of the gals that was in the room, she comes up to me afterwards and she goes, she goes, man, I got a question for you, Dan. And I was like, what's that? She goes, I'm not sure where I want to go in life. Like, how do I get there? What do I do? And, and I kind of looked at her for a second and I was like, what do you mean? You don't know where you want to go in life? Like how old are you? And she goes, well, I'm 22 years old, right? I'm not very old. I'm young. I've got a decent job. I make good money. I, I I'm happy with what I do. I was like, okay, so you make good money. You're happy with what you do. Um, what else are you looking for? Like, what else are you trying to do? What else do you need? And she goes, she's like, well, I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like I have a good purpose. And I was like, oh, you're speaking my language because I know what it's like not to have a good purpose. I know what it's like to feel like you're you're not in the right place or that you don't fit in or that, that it's too hard or that you don't know where you want to go. Because for the longest time, I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And so I told her, I was like, do you read books? And she goes, well, I don't really have any time to read books. I was like, do you drive to work? She goes, yeah, I drive 30 minutes each way. I was like, that's an hour a day to read a book. You, you, you're not going to like be opening the book and reading it. Right. But that's an hour a day to read a book or listen to a podcast or find growth. And she's like, she goes, huh, I never thought about it like that. I'll have to check that out. And I was like, if you've never done audiobooks, try them. That's like the worst, worst scenario, worst case scenario. You try an audiobook, you don't like it. You move on. Right. And I understand that it's hard to find time. You get, like people got a lot going on and there's a lot of stuff there, but, but like, you know what I mean? If, if you, find a way to improve yourself, do it and look for the times that you can do it. And we've talked about this a lot. I call it net time, no extra time. It's time when you're doing something that doesn't require a lot of brain power. Like I'm not able to listen to an audiobook right now while I'm doing this, right? I'm not able to listen to an audiobook while I'm reading or while I'm while I'm like typing emails or while I'm doing doing blogs or podcasts or or anything, right? Like meetings. I can't have it in my ear and be like listening to Thing and Grow Rich while I'm having a meeting over here with somebody on the clearinghouse. It just doesn't work that way. So, so you've got to be focused when you do it, right? But we were chatting a little bit and, and I talked to her. I was like, okay, so how much, you know, we, we opened up, we had a nice little conversation about 10 minutes in the conversation. I said, okay, how much do you make? And she goes, well, I make about this much an hour. And I was like, okay, what does that equate to a year? 
because you say you're working like 50, 60 hours. You told me what it equates to a year. And I'm like, hmm, you're 22 years old. You've got a lot of potential. You've got a brain on your, like you've got, you've got a great head on top of your shoulders. Where do you want to be? And she goes, I don't know. I was like, so what do you think you can make in five years? Where do you think you should be financially in five years? She goes, well, man, in five years, I should be making, you know, this much money. And I was like, I really like the way you're thinking, but you need to think bigger. And she looks at me and she goes, you're the first person that's ever told me to think bigger. You're the first person that's ever talked about money with me. You're the first person that's ever done this. I, I'm 22 years old. I've got an associates and nobody's ever talked about money. Nobody's ever talked about what it takes to survive. They just expect me to figure it out, right? But she doesn't realize her true potential. And that's one of the things that I was like, just mind blown with is like, this, this gal like amazed me to begin with. Number one, her mindset. Number two, what she was capable of. Number three, the fact that she came up to me after the class and started a conversation with me instead of just going home early and being like, I'm getting paid for today. I'm just going to go home early, right? That right there, like sets her apart from like 98, 99% of the people in this world. In, in the book, I got it back here somewhere. I'm outwitting the devil. It's like right over there. Okay. Outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. He talks about the driven versus the drifters, right? And the driven are the people that go out there driven to get stuff done. They have definiteness of purpose. And the drifters are people who don't know what they want to do. Well, she's like on the verge of being driven, but she doesn't know her potential because she doesn't have a plan. She doesn't know where to go. And so I gave her some homework and I was like, we're just going to call her Jill. That's not her real name, but we're just going to call her Jill. I was like, hey, Jill, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home, get your notebook out tonight, go home. And I want you to set yourself a 30-day goal, a 90-day goal, a six-month goal, a one-year goal, a three-year goal, a five-year goal, and a 10-year goal. And I said, I want you to dream big. And she's like, she goes, well, how big do you dream? <laughs> and I said, really? You want to go there? And she goes, yeah. I, I, she's just like, I, you, you just intrigue me, like the way your mind works and the way you think and what you do. And like after spending a day in training with you all day long, like your energy level, like just intrigues me. And she's like, I want like, I don't want to, I don't want to mirror you. I don't want to be like you. Right? I don't want to copy you, okay? But I, but I want to like see how big you think because I like the way you think. I like what you're doing. I like where you're going. So, shout out, best cup ever. Love this cup. It's a, it's a, it's a verse cup. We're gonna get back into this in just a second. Got this at the Noah's Ark thing in in Kentucky a while ago. But it's like Noah's Ark on top, and it's water and fish, and there's all kinds of fun stuff in here. Absolutely love this cup. Everybody like that knows me knows that that's like my favorite cup ever. It's from the Ark experience. Anyways, sorry, squirrel. <laughs> Getting better at just letting those go instead of trying to contain them. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Anyways, we were sitting there talking about it. And, and she, she said, you know, I want to know how big you think. And I said, okay, well, I'll tell you how big I think. And then, and then I'll share it with you guys as well, because it just, it blew her mind what I thought could happen and like realistically think can happen. And I don't think it's a push at all. And she goes, okay, let's talk about just numbers. And and I said, okay, I'll talk about numbers with you. And she goes, she shared her numbers with me. So I shared my numbers with her. Right. And not actually what we're making right now and not what I personally make, but like as a business. And, and she goes, so what do you think you can do this year? I said, well, if we get a thousand people in the dot docs, we can make 2.5 mil this year, just off of that. Not off of anything else, just off of that. If we get a thousand people in there and I'm not talking drivers, I'm talking companies. 
And so we've set a goal as a company to get a thousand companies into the software dot docs this year, which is crazy. DOT, DOCS.com, which I actually love it. It's like the TurboTax of DOT. It makes things so simple. And I absolutely love the way that it works and what it does and what we're building it and how much people love it. But she's like, well, that doesn't seem hard. I'm like, it's not hard. She's like, and that's like 100x what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, maybe not quite 100x, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty big. It, it's over 10x what you're thinking, right? And she's like, yeah, 100, like 20x at least over what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, probably, you know? And and then she goes, well, what's your five-year goal? And I said, well, realistically, if we can continue to grow and scale the way I want to scale and implement the things that I want to implement and get our value ladder worked out and help people and provide value, we should be at 50 million in three years. And at seven years, we should be at, at $200 million. And she kind of pauses for a second. And she's like, she goes, you, you really think your company can make 200 million? I said, yeah, I think 200 million is actually an easy number for what we do and the partnerships we get and the fact that we trust in God, because money is just a tool to measure with. It's not actually money. It's, the more we make, the more we can give away. And she paused for a second and she goes, that is like the best purpose I have ever heard in my life make more money so you can give more away and you can help more people. Most people just want to make some more money so they can buy themselves a private jet or a private island or whatever. But she's like, that's, that's crazy cool that you want to make more so you can give more away. And that, that's like literally our purpose. We want to be able to help more. And actually we have this goal. I've got it up here on my board and it says to uh, donate a fire truck to a volunteer fire department. And like, I want to find some rural fire department and go buy an old military truck, one of those amazing Oshkosh trucks and go from there. Hey, everybody, I'm back. I had to jump into a few meetings, got a little crazy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I love how that goes. That's part of like being an entrepreneur is you got to jump in and jump around and all that stuff. But I want to jump back into where we were at on this podcast and, and uh, just kind of like continue it. Right. And so first off, if you're listening to this, you probably don't notice like I've changed clothes, I've changed hats, I've got a new background, blah, blah, blah. But if you're watching this, you can see like, you can definitely see that there's a difference, but I want to pick up where I left off. And I, I was talking about how, you know, we want to donate this Oshkosh or military fire truck to a volunteer fire department after we turn it into a fire truck, like a brush or wildland truck. And, and the other thing is like the, the main point of this whole podcast was to find your potential and to figure out what your potential was and to live to that true potential. Because so often we don't even understand, like we limit ourselves because of our own thinking. We're not pushing ourselves hard enough. We don't know exactly where we're supposed to be. And, and, and like, we're actually limiting ourselves by our own beliefs. And so one of the things that like I do that really helps me, and this is my secret to not limit myself to help me realize my true potential is like, I've got a vision board and it sits right here. So like, if you're watching this, you saw my hand get really big because it's like right behind the camera. Right. But I've got four or five pictures on this vision board of things that I want, you know, for my life. And, and the reason for that, I don't take those down. The reason that I don't, that, that I leave them up is because, um, like, uh, so, so let me tell you what's on my vision board. I've got a jet. Cause I like, I, I fly, I want to be sitting in the back, entertaining people going places. So I've got a jet on there. I've got, you know, a house overlooking the ocean. Ah, I don't necessarily have to be a private Island, but you know what I mean? Like, um, and then I've got, you know, happy family on there as well. And then I've also got me serving a bunch of people. So like a stage with an auditorium full of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, like tens of thousands of people in there and me serving them. Right. And that's my, that's the vision of it. And there's a few other visions on there that I've got, but those are, you know, those are the big ones that I kind of talk about that I move forward through with that. And that's, that's that giving yourself purpose. That's, that's giving yourself a reason to move forward. And I think a lot of times 
we don't necessarily give ourselves a good reason to move forward. We're not telling us, we're not setting our goals big enough, number one. Number two, we're, we're not giving ourselves enough credit for what our true potential is. You know, if we think that if you're making $30,000 a year right now and you think in five years your potential is 70000 that might be a good potential, right? But you're also the only one limiting yourself. No, nothing else is limiting you, just yourself, right? And you're like, well, I live in a bad place. Well, you don't make any money here. The economy's bad. Oh, we're going into recession. It's, it's, again, it's not about money. Money is a measuring stick. It's a tool. It's a vehicle to get you from point A to point B. First time I heard that, I was like, this guy's an idiot. And now I believe it with my whole heart. Money is not something you chase after. It's not something you lust after. It's, it's a tool that gets you from point A to point B and how you use it is up to you. Um, so I, I use it as a measuring stick. That's about it. Everybody understands that it's it's something that's there and, and people can understand it as a measuring stick. So you kind of understand that. And um, and that's why I use it as a measuring stick is that. But it allows you to kind of see potential in what you think of yourself. And a lot of times you're holding yourself back. Like I said, you've got you've to learn how to release yourself so that you can think bigger, right? And how do you think bigger? You surround yourself with people who think bigger. If you don't think big, they won't think big. If they don't think big, you won't think big. If you surround yourself with people who think really small, who think that $10,000 a year is a lot of money or working 10 hours a week is the best gig in the world or not actually being productive or being single, then you're going to want to be single for the most part. You're going to be okay being single because you're hanging around a bunch of single people. You're going to actually feel a little out of place when you start dating somebody or when you get married or when you have kids, you know, or, or you're going to limit yourself as, as the, you want, you know, Maybe you desire a Ferrari, but you hang around people who drive minivans. What what are you going to have? You're going to have a minivan because that's who you're around. It's your status. It's what you're there. And you're limiting yourself because of, of your own beliefs, your own whatever. You're limiting your own potential. And so what I want to do is I want to I want to just pause for a couple seconds, right? And I'm going to wrap this podcast up because, you know, um, I just, just because like, I, I really want to encourage you guys to realize your own potential. But as I pause and I start to wrap this up, as we go into the conclusion of this, I just, I want to chat a little bit about like why your potential is so important, why you need to like, to, to not put a cap on your potential and why you need to dream big and why you need to set these huge stretch goals that stretch you out and why not every goal needs to be a stretch goal, but you need to be able to create a clear actionable plan to get to your goals through through what your you know the ability that you're giving yourself to move forward and why you need to make sure you're not limiting yourself and why you're why you're increasing your potential and figuring out what your true potential is and not holding yourself back from true success so um don't quote me on this but this is something that i believe in wholeheartedly and when I say don't quote me, I don't quote me on the exact verse. I know it's, I believe it's in 2 Corinthians, might be in 1 Corinthians, uh, a verse in the New Testament of the Bible. It's actually verses, but it's not the way the verses read. I've gone in and read the verses and, and they don't say God doesn't call, like the exact words are, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. That's not the exact words, okay? It's talking about that though. That's the point of these verses. God does not call the qualified. He doesn't say, oh, Dan. You're qualified to drive a truck. You're going to be a truck driver. He doesn't say, hey, Sarah, you're qualified to do a bunch of paperwork. You're going to do a bunch of paperwork. Hey, Joe, you're qualified to talk to people. You're going to sell stuff. 
It's not what he does. He calls you. He says, hey, Dan, you're supposed to run a business. Now, you got to learn how to sell. And then you got to learn how to do customer service. And then you got to learn how to manage people. And then you got to learn how to work remotely. And then you got to learn how to manage money. And then you got to learn how to do marketing. And then you got to learn how to do copywriting. And then you got to learn social media. And then you got to learn this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And he's increasing my potential every single day. It never ends. Do you, do you understand that my potential is limitless in my eyes? That's why a private jet isn't out of the question for me. It's not a nicety. It's something that's going to happen. That's why a beach house on a remote beach isn't a dream. It's going to happen. That's why a happy family isn't a dream. It's going to happen. That's why being on a stage in front of 10,000 people isn't a dream. It's going to happen. Is because I know my potential is increasing every single day. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, right now, where I'm at is I hope and pray that whenever we do an event that more than one person shows up. <laughs> That's where we are. And sometimes we sell out and sometimes nobody shows up. It just, it just depends on so many variables that we don't have figured out yet. But we're learning them. We're learning the potential of what we're capable of to get there. And so if you're sitting there and you go, yeah, my potential is 70K a year, that's your potential. You're putting your own cap on. You say, my potential is a new truck, a new car, a Prius over a Lincoln Navigator, two different potentials. You choose, you choose which one you want. And if you want the Prius, great. If you want the Navigator, Great. Doesn't matter. You just got to figure out what your potential is. And you got to not put a cap on that. And and if, if, I guess I shouldn't tell you not to put a cap on your potential, but don't. You're capping your, yourself out. You're, you're, you're hurting yourself by not seeing your true potential. And like, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you. It's the biggest thing that I can drive home is that like, whenever I had this chat with this gal who was 22 years old, and we were chatting, her potential that I could see in her was 10x, 100x what she saw in her. She was limiting herself because she didn't want to learn. It wasn't that she didn't want to learn. She didn't know how to learn. She didn't know what to do. She didn't realize she was limiting herself to after our conversation. You know, it's, it's awesome because I got done with that conversation with her and we were you know, we were just wrapping up. Everybody else had gone. And we we'd probably spent 15, 20, 30 minutes chatting, just the two of us, having some heart to heart. And, and you know, her asking and me sharing and me asking and her sharing and getting to know each other. And um, like, I saw her potential. I saw where she could go. I saw what she could do. I saw that she could lead. Like at 22 years old, she's a natural born leader. Like she's figured out those traits. Right. And, and you know what I do in my position? I'm like, all right, I got to remember her name. I got to remember her contact. I got to stay in touch with her because she is going to be part of my team someday and she's going to run the crap out of this. And I'm going to push her beyond what she believes is possible for her. And she's going to hate me at times. And after she gets through that trial, she's going to be like, oh, my gosh, this was so worth it. Thank you for pushing me. Right. The other thing 
this is the last thing I'll say, okay, is that your potential needs to align with your values. I'm going to say that one more time. You got to align your potential with your values. And the reason your values and your potential need to align, they need to be lined up is because if your value, if your value is not faith, if you don't have strong faith and that's, and that's your whatever, you know what I mean? You don't value faith. It's not important to you. Your potential is different. It's going to go in a different direction than somebody like me who values faith. I'm going to make sure that relationship stays good, right? And if faith is not a value to you, you're not going to focus on that relationship. You're going to focus on something else and your potential within that part of the world, that part of the scheme of things is not going to be as high as my potential is in that specific part. But if you value time more than I do, which I don't know that you can do that, but if you value time more than I do, your potential in time is higher. If you value family and connection, then that potential is higher. If you value money, that potential is higher. If you value faith, that potential is higher. You need to make sure that you align your potentials with your values. If, you, if you're if you a super faithful person and all you ever talk about is how much money you could make and you're, you're lusting over what everybody else has, you're probably not aligning your potential and your path with your value. Does that make sense? Right? I know that was kind of deep. So anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap up here. Appreciate you guys jumping in. Glad you had a great time. Hopefully you did. If you didn't, what the heck are you doing? Still listen to this, right? Um, apologize again. My voice is still all sketchy and crazy. It's been been a long couple weeks, hoping for a weekend off a little bit and then <laughs> hit the road running again. But um, hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you had fun. If you liked it, share it. Share this with a friend because you found out about it from learning it. Share it with somebody. Send them a message. Hey, check out this podcast. It was great. I loved it. Hey, you like the video, check out the video, man. This guy's kind of crazy. He does this stuff. Whatever, right? Check it out. And then if you didn't like it, don't listen. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyways, hope you guys have a great day. Uh, appreciate everybody. Stay safe out there. Keep the rubber side down. If you guys got something you want to hear about, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, shoot me a DM, hit me up. Let's let's figure out a good way to communicate so I can share some of my knowledge with you guys. All right. Yeah, you guys.